You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today. But uh, turn quickly now to Exodus chapter 25. Exodus chapter 25. And uh, we're going to do what we can here. All right, again, it's such a joy uh, to be with you, dear folks, my, my brethren. And I love you all. And I thank God for everybody that's here. Some have traveled long distances. Some brethren I haven't seen for years have showed up. I'm so thankful. I'm so encouraged. Uh, really, for Samuel and I and our, our fellow missionaries and our associate missionaries and many other, we have a lot of volunteers. We have all kinds of people that do different things. Some are affiliated, some are not affiliated, but they love the Jew, and we try to work with them the best we can. And we thank God for all of you, uh, and uh, it's just a great blessing. Okay, so Exodus chapter 25. Now notice, once again, I want to read verse 31. It says there in Exodus chapter 25, verse 31, and thou shalt make a candlestick. Now notice in the singular, it's singular. It doesn't say candlesticks. It says candlestick. And then it says of pure gold. All right, it doesn't just say gold, but it says pure gold. Now that's 100% gold. That's not, when you buy a gold coin from a store, they have a disclaimer on there, and it says it's not at the best. It's 99.9% pure, right? But this has to be 100% pure, and you'll understand why in a moment or two. So it has to be one candlestick, not multiple candlesticks, and it has to be pure gold, and it has to be a beaten work. So in other words, they didn't put it together with bolts. Uh, it, it, was, it wasn't... Uh, put in the fire, no, uh-uh, because of idolatry, God did not want them to do any of that. Remember, they just got out of the sin of the golden calf and all of that. But this had to be, this was a block, we don't know for sure, but we assume it was a block of gold, uh, about 75 pounds of gold, and they had to beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it into something like that, okay, something like that, and uh, into shape. So it had to be beaten into shape. So it had to be one candlestick. It had to be pure gold, 100% pure gold. And it had to be a beaten work. All right? And then it said, shall the candlestick be made? All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you now once again for the precious Word of God that's quick and powerful and sharper than any Two-edged sword. We know that the entrance to thy words giveth light. Now, Father, help us tonight. Thank you for all that you've accomplished, the good preaching, the wonderful preaching, because it's from the wonderful words of life. Thank you for the men of God that are here. Thank you for our sisters, and thank you for the families, and thank you for those that have taken their time to come here to show support, not only for Israel, not only for the Jew but for the effort to win the Jew to Christ. Now, thank you for each one of them. Please bless them in a special way, dear God, and give us a wonderful week that will be so memorable and so much of a blessing to their hearts 
that it will help them spiritually and help them grow more in love with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help them to be a better Christian and a better pastor and a better evangelist and a better husband and just a better all-around person for Christ. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. All right, please be seated. All right, so now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that this, this menorah, which is menorah, it's a candlestick of, of light, and it has seven branches here. Now, this reveals a number of mysteries. So we call this the mystery of the menorah, or the mystery of the candlestick. So it really is a mystery to them. It was a mystery to them. All the types of the Bible in the Old Testament, they were a mystery. They, they couldn't uh, do an exposition of uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, they couldn't say uh, some of the stuff that Brother Sasser talked about. It, a lot of that was a mystery to them. Amen? However, the fact of the matter is that it all pointed to one individual. You know who that was? The Lord Jesus Christ. Now, all the pieces of furniture in the tabernacle uh, teach us several things. Number one, the most important thing that each part of the, all the furniture, uh, including the fence, everything about it, it all teaches us about some characteristic about our Savior, something in a big way. And then it talks about uh, our Christian walk. Uh, and it also talks about how a sinner can get saved. So those are three things about the tabernacle. But we're just going to uh, focus on this mystery as it revealed the mystery of the deity of Christ. This is so amazing that if a Jewish person would actually see this and consider this, I believe they'd get saved. Now, I've shown this to a lot of Jewish people. I've shown this to my, my father, who uh, is into Kabbalistic, mystic uh, stuff. Of course, he, he's not able to do that anymore. And when I showed him some of this stuff, he was in total amazement, but he said that it all made a lot of sense. Now, here's the thing. They had to take a slab of a gold, one slab of gold. They had to because it said a candlestick. So the fact of the matter that they took one slab of gold shows us that we believe in one God. Give me an amen. Now the reason this is talking about God, this is not God obviously because if we made this into a God, then the God would not be for that. But it's pointing to the one God. Now, we know that anything that's gold in the Bible is a representation, it's, a, it's a, a picture in a way, not a picture of God, but it demonstrates a characteristic of God. And we know this to be true, because when the Israelites uh, came out of Egypt, God told them to borrow, and I like this kind of borrowing, amen, and they had to borrow the gold and the silver and all of that, amen, and would you believe that in the Hague, they wanted to sue the state of Israel uh, uh, for to bar and taking all that stuff. They said, you, you need to pay back those Egyptians <laughs> for all the stuff that you stole. <laughs> yeah, that's a bunch of, I guess, can I say this as a full-blooded, say, born-again Baptist Jew? That's hogwash. What about the 400 years that they were in slavery? Amen. I think the Egyptians owed them a whole lot more. That's right. But the, one of those things was gold. And so, you know, Moses up at, at the mount, and he's trying to find out about God and, and all of that. And when he comes down, in total shock and amazement, he finds out the Israelites are naked. And what are they doing? They're running around naked uh, around this golden calf. They're taking the gold. 
that God intended for these kinds of things, had not even told them what he was going to use the gold for yet, but they, they knew by heathenistic examples of the Egyptians that gold represented deity. Are you hearing me now? And if you go to all these heathenistic countries, what do they make their images uh, out of? They make them out of gold. And they bow down and they worship their false gods, right? So they make this golden calf, and they had the nerve to give credit for their deliverance to that golden calf. Can you believe the audacity of the Israelites? God waxed hot, and he's going to wipe them all out and pretty much start all over again with Moses. Am I right now? He said, I'll start all over again with Moses. That's right. And thank God. When people say, uh, prayer doesn't work, <laughs> prayer is just, you know, a psychological thing that you do to make you feel good. I'll tell you one thing, when Moses came down off the mount, he understood, he understood why, why God waxed hot. And he himself got mad, amen. He got really mad. But, but however, he cried out to God when God said, I'm going to wipe them out. He started all over again, and he cried out to God, and he started to remind God, as if God needs to be reminded. He don't need to be reminded. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting, right? He said, now, Lord, in so many words, said, now, Lord, if you wipe out your people, what will the heathen think of you? <laughs> you made this covenant with your people, and now you're going to break it? I love that. Don't you love that? Do you have that kind of relationship with God? I do. I talk to God like that. He's my best friend. Amen. Sometimes I, I tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know why you want me to do this. But Lord, help me to understand. A lot of times, he don't want me to understand. All he wants me to do is to obey. And you'll never find in the Bible where you have to understand any of the commands of God. What you need to understand is to obey. It's supposed to be one slab of gold. Now, if... Uh, if God was the God of the Mormons, he would have told them to get three slabs of gold. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. You say, what's wrong with that? Oh, there's a lot wrong with that. I believe in one God, but they don't. They believe in three gods in one. They believe the Father is a separate God, the Son is a separate God, Holy Ghost is a separate God. They believe three gods in one. I don't believe that. That's heresy. If I was a JW, they stole that good terminology. If I was a JW, then I would say, you need to get a big old slab of God, because that represents Jehovah God. And get that little slab of God, that's for little Jesus God. That's heresy. But he, t but he told me it has to be one candlestick, so therefore it had to be one slab of gold. Are you with me now? That's right. So we do believe in the triune Godhead. Amen. There's only one of me. Aren't you thankful? There's only one of me. And there's only one of you. But I'm a three-part human being. I got a spirit. God has a spirit. Amen. I got a body. Well, God has a body. I mean, whenever he manifests himself, that's the body of God. Amen. And guess what? God, God has a soul. That's the Father. The body's the Son. And whenever God manifests himself, who is it? Jesus Christ. 
He's the express image of the Father. He said, if you see me, you see the Father. Are you, are you hearing me now? You want to know who the body of God is? Whenever God showed himself, whenever he did, from the very beginning, he always did it in the person of Jesus Christ. Who do you think, who do you think was the angel of Jehovah? Jesus Christ. Who do you think spoke to Moses on the mount in the fire? Who do you think that was? That was the great I am. That was Jesus Christ. Who wrestled with Jacob? That was Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, you got it now? So, three and one. Therefore, it had to be pure gold. The reason why it had to be pure gold is because it has to be sinless. The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. We would like to take this opportunity to invite you to the Hope of Israel National Conference, May 21st to the 24th. This year's conference will be held at the Zion Hill Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. This is truly one-of-a-kind meeting as Bible-believing Baptists gather from around the country to stand with Israel. Mark your calendars now for this all-important conference on Israel, prophecy, and the end times. Once again, those dates are May the 21st to the 24th. For more information, you can go to the conference website, rapture.today. That is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today. 